This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is Optimal Relationships Daily, episode 741, Conquering Your Feelings Phobia, by Rachel Shankin of MindBodyWise.com. Hello, everybody. I am Greg Audino, and welcome to the show that helps you optimize your relationships, rightfully named Optimal Relationships Daily. We are back here with another Monday episode to help you start your day and week off in a positive way. Today, I am sharing a post on conquering your fear of feelings, and if you'd like to hear more reflective episodes like this, be sure to hit the subscribe or follow button. So with that, sit back, open your ears, and open your brains as we start optimizing your life. Conquering Your Feelings Phobia by Rachel Shankin of MindBodyWise.com Expressing your feelings or showing your emotions is never easy. If this sounds like you, you may have feelings phobia. If so, you'll want to keep listening, but don't worry, you aren't alone. Initially, when you were first born, you had feelings and you expressed them freely. You cried when you were hungry, you smiled when you were happy, you yelled and pounded your dimpled little fists when you were frustrated. You didn't muffle a cry because it might upset the people around you, All the while, you wanted to express your feelings in words. You didn't filter a smile because it might make you more vulnerable to be hurt. You didn't stifle your frustration because it would be embarrassing to have others witness your suffering. And you definitely didn't block yourselves from what you were feeling. Then, somewhere along the way, during your development into adulthood, you became afraid of your feelings. Whether it was due to big T trauma or little t trauma, You got schooled in the hardship of life. You got socialized, minimized, shaped, molded, and influenced by the forces around you. Primary caregivers, teachers, friends, family members, media, etc. By the way, none of us are impermeable to these forces. Maybe you stopped freely expressing your true self. You began hiding, shielding, questioning, analyzing, and most of all, protecting your heart from hurt. You learned that feelings were dangerous and painful, so you began to block yourself from your feelings, compartmentalize them, disconnect and numb out. This was a smart move, at first. It spared you from feeling the full extent of a broken heart when someone you loved hurt your feelings. It spared you the suffering and disappointment when you didn't get the lead in the school play, failed to get an A on the test, didn't get picked for the team, or when life generally didn't go your way. You had the feelings buffer protecting you from experiencing the depths of your pain. This was all great. Until those unexpressed feelings started manifesting in other ways. If you've read up until now, you know just what I'm talking about. 
Your feelings don't just stay in their compartments. They don't disappear into the ether. Those feelings hide until they can't hide anymore. The space in the compartment has run out. They begin to spill out in ways that seem strange and random. They show up as depression, or anxiety, or back pain, or an eating disorder, or migraines, or blind rage, or some other mental, physical, emotional pain. And once you get to this point, it's much more difficult to heal. Yet, it's completely possible. So here you are, having spent years, unconsciously, honing your ability to separate your feelings from yourself. And now here they are, causing you pain, taking control of you, and taking over your life. Where does this leave you? There's only one way out, and it's through. This means that in order to heal and live a good life, you need to learn how to reconnect with yourself, communicating feelings and emotions with your body in safe ways so that you can stop fearing your feelings, and instead learn to love the experience of your feelings. Sound crazy? Eh, maybe. But if you want to live your life with all of who you are, then fully experiencing your wide spectrum of feelings and healing from feelings phobia is part of the process. Remember, if you're blocking out any of your feelings, you're filtering out all feelings, even the ones that feel really good. I'm aware that you might not like hearing all this because it may challenge your idea of what you need to grow and heal. It might feel scary or impossible. Or maybe you like the idea, but you don't know how to fully feel your feelings at this stage of your life. It's never too late to heal from feelings phobia. Here's a tool that gets you started. Simple mind-body tool for healing feelings phobia. Do this check-in at least three to five times per day for just a minute or two each time. Even if when you use this tool you notice almost nothing at all, keep doing it. You're training yourself to get embodied, develop a healthy expression of emotions, and to tolerate being present with yourself, which unearths your path toward healing. Number one, tune in. It starts with tuning into your body. Notice subtle sensations as you mentally scan your body from your toes to the crown of your head. If you struggle with noticing subtle sensations, try moving your body in slightly challenging ways or lightly tap different parts of your body and then check in consciously. Number two, use non-judgmental awareness. Try to avoid labeling the sensations as good or bad and instead see what it's like to just notice their appearance, i.e., I notice tension in my left wrist. I have an interesting sensation in my right foot. I feel tingling down my back. Note, these aren't groundbreaking, huge sensations. They are simple and basic. That's what to expect most of the time. Number three, body talk. For each of the body parts where you notice sensation, ask each body part what it is that it might want to say to you. What's its message to you within the sensation? Stay quiet. Breathe and wait as you bring your full awareness to that part. I know this sounds a little weird, but try it, and then patiently pause with an open mind to see what each has to say. You might just be surprised to experience your body speaking to you in its own way. Number four, name your feelings. Once you've noticed all there is to notice in your body, then move on to noticing what emotions are present right here and now. Go beyond your default emotions, like stress and see what feelings underneath might be. Be sure to name what you notice, and if it's a thought, be sure to go back and notice the emotion beneath that. Example, he's mistreating me is a thought, but underneath that might be, I'm angry and sad. I'm confused is a thought, 
but underneath that might be, I'm frustrated. This tool is merely a start on the journey toward creating a healthier, freer relationship with your emotions, with yourself, and with your life. Just remember the key to good emotional health is a person's ability to express feelings appropriately. You just listened to the post titled, Conquering Your Feelings Phobia by Rachel Shankin of MindBodyWise.com. Okay, and a wonderful read on behalf of Rachel today. This feelings phobia she speaks of is, unfortunately, something that many of us don't even know we have, and though it may feel uncomfortable, we have to understand that it's not only the gateway to better relationships with ourselves, but better relationships with others. The more vulnerable we are, the more we encourage others to do the same, and thus get to know who they really are. The more communicative we are, the more we encourage others to do the same, and thus get to know who they really are. The list goes on, but we have to wrap up here. So thank you so much for joining me, everybody. Thank you so much to Rachel, and I will see you all again tomorrow with a post about leaving old relationships behind, where your optimal life awaits.